Welcome to the Intercom Podcast. We're once again joined by our Director of Machine Learning, Fergal, and we're going to talk about all things ChatGPT. Hello once again, Fergal. How are you? Good, yeah. Thanks, Daz. Uh, busy. Been a busy, busy last sort of uh, six or seven weeks here at Intercom. Uh, so very excited to talk about that today. Yeah, just six or seven weeks ago, we sat down uh, to chat. And since then, we've had Christmas, which I'm sure kept you busy. But more importantly, you've been hard at work. You've had, I guess, six, seven weeks of like actual engineering time building against the like the AI revolution that kind of launched late November. What have you learned? What is like new to you? What has it changed your perception of what's going to be possible in the world of customer service? Yeah, I, I, I think it has. Um, so when we talked last, we talked a lot about like ChatGPT, and that was maybe um, you know a week after it was launched, and. Uh, you know, you can split hairs about whether the, the big difference here is like ChatGPT or is the, the family of models OpenAI have built. Um, you know, we've been working mostly with uh, GPT 3.5 or with like DaVinci, text DaVinci tree to be like really specific. Their names are the specific modules. Yeah, their names are the specific models. And yeah. like actually there's a lot of confusion over these names yeah. and like what the different things are. But, but basically, um, you know, we really feel that like the the GPT 3.5 series of models, DaVinci 2, DaVinci 3, this sort of thing, which have come out in the last year, and then like DaVinci 3, which really like dropped at the exact same time as ChatGPT, really were breakthroughs and really have enabled us to, to start trying to build like um, different qualitatively better functionality. So what is your belief about what's possible now? Like where are we headed with the world of customer service? So. You know, I think in customer service and even beyond customer service, um, you know, these models enable us to deal with natural language in a better way than we could before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I guess I guess you could give a little uh, history of um, natural language processing. There was like, you know, simple things as your regular expressions and so on uh, for a long time. Maybe like then we had like, um, you know, text that kind of like got really good at looking at keywords that were in data a lot. And then maybe like four, four years ago, three, four years ago, neural networks started to get really good at like understanding, hey, what's like the meaning of this sentence? Mm-hmm. But now I would say they're starting to get really good at like, hey, what's the meaning of that sentence in kind of a more deeper, head, heading to much closer towards how humans can do it. And, and also like understanding, you know, What's going on in a conversation? A conversation of like multiple sentences. Like, wh- 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 what's the person talking about? Stitching together, you know, the, the the kind of the contents of sentence one with the contents of sentence three to like figure out that someone just said like, oh, hey, I I have a question about Salesforce, and then the teammate says, oh, like, well, what's your question? How can I help you? And then it says, yeah, I I really need help with my integration, mm. and the systems are getting much better at understanding. Okay. That, that integration, that's about the Salesforce integration and kind of like got some idea of where the conversation should go next. And, you know, we um, our, our resolution bot and the machine learning tech that's already deployed, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good at that stuff within a given sentence. But like they, now it's like the tech is getting better to the point where it's, it's good across like multiple sentences, just much better at like, context and yeah yeah that sort of thing and so that, that just as as humans who communicate and who want to talk to each other in natural language it's just so natural to us that that that's a big unlock because you know mm-hmm. there's, there's so many tasks that we want to do that are best described in natural language 
um, to so many like documents and instructions and articles about how to do something that we sort of uh, we write and we communicate with each other in natural language and now suddenly machines are able to kind of like look at those and make much more sense of them and each time that capability gets better a whole lot of products unlock a whole lot of stuff that wasn't possible before becomes possible now and we really feel that's happened um, and we really feel it's what's happened is a big thing and that's just all our opinion yeah. until we build stuff and put it in front of our customers and see what our customers think of it and so that's what we want. I mean, that, that's what we've been yeah. trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> what is software but like codified opinions, right? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, so like, what have we built? What have you been working on? Uh, let's talk through it. Right. So, you know, um, we, we, like product development, you always want to uh, check your opinion. You all, like your customers and, you know, your customers, users or whatever are, are always the, the ultimate arbiter of whether something is like is good or not. You might think you've got the most amazing technology and the most amazing product experience. But if it doesn't solve a problem and if it isn't used, uh, you're wrong. And so, you know, uh, we really wanted to kind of to cut through the hype here and really convince ourselves, okay, what can we build for customers quickly? Yeah. What can we get in front of them? What can we get into sort of a, a, a limited beta to, mm -hmm. to, to really see and to work with our customers to, to kind of really see, okay, what delivers value? And so yeah. we, we went and we, we started, we sketched out features that we could build and get into production quickly that would use some of this new tech mm -hmm. um, and that would like really help us to kind of figure out, okay, is this valuable or is this a toy? And so we, um, the first thing we decided to do was to build a feature that um, essentially did summarization. Right. And there's a reason why we decided to do this, which is that my team, the machine learning team here at Intercom, you know, the, the kind of the, the inbox team uh, really discovered that there was a common customer job, two in fact customer jobs uh, that we're just seeing a lot. A support rep, before they, um, you know, before they hand the conversation over, in a lot of businesses, they have to write a summary of that conversation. Right. Or if they don't do that, maybe the end user has to like repeat themselves yeah. or the, the receiving rep has to go and like scroll up and like read a lot of stuff. And so... The support rep handing over has to write a summary, and like that's a real job. And so, yeah. about it, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, uh, my team tried to look at the best neural networks at that time, and um, you know, T five and all, all these big networks, and like, okay, can we use this to build you know an adequate summarization feature? And unfortunately, we concluded uh, it, it just no way. Mm -hmm. Conversations just are too gnarly. They kind of like you know, the flow of a conversation like treads around between these different parts in a way that was like really good for a human uh, to, you know, humans can easily look it up and it's fast and they can scan it. But like even, you know, kind of the pretty big neural networks that we have in resolution, but really struggled on that sort of task. And um, one of the first things we saw when we were playing with, um, you know, the, the recent uh, DaVinci Tree model, GPT 3.5, is uh is like suddenly it seems to be great at summarization. And we were like, wow, that looks amazing. And so um, we built a feature and did a couple of rounds of iteration with a summarization feature. Sometimes yeah, yeah. a gist of it, just getting that first mm -hmm. kind of like helps you find the exact detail you want. Yeah. And um, I mean, I as a user of Intercom found this as a problem. And so, yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's, you know, I, I do think we've hit something really good there that that's one of the features that we've worked on not everything we've built and we've put in beta is 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 like you know 
game changing. But summarization is one of the ones that we feel uh, strongest about. It's just, it's really ready. This yeah. tech does something that's transformative, it's new, it's yeah. exciting, and it delivers real customer value. Customers have told us that. Yeah. And so excited that's, about that. And I think, like, one thing that we've always tried to be as it relates to AI, AML, and now obviously uh, GPT and, and like Claude from Anthropic and all those is like, you know, sober because we're trying to do our customers a favor. Like it's, it's easy to come out with like, with like the hype machine. It's easy to come out with press releases. We've changed the world. Yeah. Uh, in practice, the only person who gets to decide that is our customers. Like, and so when we release summarization, well, we're taking their word for it that it's really valuable. Yeah, um, that, that's the thing that matters, right? Exactly, and like, look, you know, this, this is something we, we agonize over. I think we talked about this on a, on a previous podcast. Like, sometimes you lose out to folks who are willing to just like hype up vaporware or something yeah. like that. We, we, we try very hard not to do that because once you start doing that, um, you end up believing your own hype, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the narrative gets ahead of the software. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. a real risk. And you, yeah. you try to avoid that, and you know, We've been really conscious about that with, with, with this type of tech, which is that, you know, it almost works mm-hmm. a lot yeah. and it comes really close to doing something magical and transformative, yeah. but sometimes fails. And yeah. so, like, we're really trying to keep ourselves honest here about, like, okay, is this really good enough yet? Mm-hmm. We know it's not perfect, but yeah. is it good enough yet? And what's it good enough for? Yeah. And summarization is something we feel good about. And sometimes you still need to edit it. Sometimes it'll miss a detail. But if you're going to write a summary anyway, um, yeah. it's just it's really really great. At, like when you know, here's a bunch of text. Please like just abstract that and extract mm-hmm. the core information. And so, so yeah, so that, that's a feature that we feel um, really delivers uh, real value. And you know, you can you you can you can lose by you know pitching vaporware, pitching something that looks good but doesn't actually work in production. And you can also lose by being too conservative. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the past with resolution, but we've had times where we were too conservative and we were like, oh, we really don't want this to fire unless we're pretty sure it's got the answer. And then yeah. some customers have come to us and told us, oh, like, you know, the user's not getting any help for like yeah. a while. Give them something, even if you're wrong. And, you know, we, we, we A-B test and we tune those thresholds and so on. There have been times of being too conservative. And so we're taking an approach here of like rapidly getting new features out to beta to our customers. Our customers are extremely excited about this tech, everyone can sort of see the promise. But um, but our, our goal is just get stuff out fast um, and and really let you know beta and usage be yep. the arbiter of that. How many features are in the beta? Five, six? Yeah, it depends if you want to count them. Something okay. like five or six. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. else is there? So um so the, the first thing we did was summarization. We did that because it was just you know straightforward, easy to integrate, well yep. understood job. After that, we went to look at the composer, mm-hmm. and um, we know we have done like my team had already been working on. AI and we've been studying, you know, generative AI in a lot of detail in the composer. Can we make teammates faster here? Mm-hmm. And so, because um, we know that about, uh, we've got telemetry and metrics, we know that about half of the time that an agent spends in intercom, they spend in the composer. They're like writing text, they're editing it, they're, they're organizing their thoughts too, but they're spending a lot of time writing and reshaping text. And, um, you know, when we looked at that, we were like, okay, this is very good at, you know, editing text and changing text. Can we start off with like some small features there, some like MVP features there to get them live and see how that goes. And so there's several sort of like text editing and text reshaping features we started off with. Um, that maybe the simplest ones to explain are, um, you know, simple editing thing to say, hey, make this text that I've just written, make it more friendly, make it more formal, because mm-hmm. this tech is now good at like adjusting tone, whereas previously there wasn't really anything you yeah. could reliably adjust tone. 
And, you know, we sort of, we, we did a lot of iteration on the UX and we sort of, we come up with, um, you know, UX where there's like, there's a toolbar, you can just select text. Our, our first version, you couldn't select the text and we iterated, yeah. customers told us it was kind of useless. They didn't want to like change the tone of everything in the composer. Yeah. So now you can select a little bit and it's almost like um, editing an image. And we mm -hmm. sort of think there's an emerging paradigm here. Like, mm -hmm. you know, once, I remember once upon a time, a word processor where you could bold text and italicize text was, was like, right, wow, right. and it did it in place, you know, it was yeah. cool. Um, and we kind of wonder if like in future, people are going to think about that in terms of tone. It's like, oh, yeah. of, of course I want to go and like just quickly edit the tone. And there's a sort of, there's an, you know, we get really good at editing text, but it's still work. Yes. And if you're tired at the end of the day, yeah. you're like, you, you've written a draft, you're looking, oh, I kind of like, I'm being a bit too, uh, wasn't, wasn't friendly enough, yeah. you know, it's going to affect my CSAT. And you just go and like click a button and edit the tone and it gets more friendly. And it's easier to press that button once or twice than yeah. it is to like go and go and rewrite rewrite. And rewrite. Rewriting text is work. Yeah. Sometimes we, we get good at this, it if we don't see it. An interesting it. thing you said there, like the idea of like the forever the context menu of text has been bold, italic, underline, mm. and then of like maybe indent, text, end, that sort of stuff. Yeah. It strikes me that like we might be looking at a different world where like the new context menu is like is like expand upon or summarize, uh, make happier, make more formal. Like that, that'll be the actual transformations you're trying to do. Yeah. So it's not so much you're focused on the optics of the text so much as you are the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. And you know, look, we, we go back and forth in this. We're like, is this a toy? Have we built a cool toy? Or mm. is it something that's amazing? And I think this is going to like, it's going to vary by customers. But yeah. the, the, the bull case for, for, for that particular feature is, um, is, hey, I'm tired at the end of a day and I care a lot about tone because my CSAT, you know, is a big metric for yeah. me. And um, this is a way of doing it. It's a way of just giving a little bit more delightful of a customer experience. Yeah. And, I'm still writing and I'm still editing it. So just for like mm. our viewers, listeners, like what, what would this turn like, you'd say like, sorry, here's your refund. And then you'd say like, please make that sound more empathetic and whatever. Yeah, no, and we, we've experimented with empathetic. What we've actually shipped is kind of like make things more formal, make things more friendly. And so it's so like- Formal to friendly, I guess. Yeah, right? that, yeah that's yeah. the kind of yeah, spectrum yeah. that like seems yeah. to work really well. So yeah. like we've gone with that and you know, I, I guess it, it suits Intercom. A lot of people are trying to give like a very personal, very, yeah, yeah. you know, friendly support experience. Um, so look, th that's one thing. Um, we, 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 look, to be completely transparent, like we're still not sure exactly where this sits in the spectrum of yeah. like toy to valuable. Some customers yeah. say it's very valuable. Yeah. And so we're continuing to evaluate that, but yeah. we have that in beta. Yeah. We want to tell our customers, these are the sort of things we're building. These are the yeah. sort of things we're investigating. And we think that possibly it might be possible to undervalue features like that. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. so that, that's one feature. Um, that's uh, kind of like tone adjustment. The next thing, uh, we're, we're going to talk about more and more powerful features yeah. probably yeah. as this goes on. The, the next thing we've sort of been looking at is, um, is a rephrase feature. Mm -hmm. And again, these language models, like they're, they're very good at like, take this constrained piece of text and like edit it or change mm -hmm. it. You can sort of see that with like, summarization and we we're going to talk about like text generation in, in, in just a minute mm -hmm. but they're very good at sort of like rephrasing and changing things and so you know a lot of the time uh, maybe you write something down it comes out wrong so you can just say like hey rephrase that like and you, again it's, it's that sort of like fast ux where it's like just highlight it just click it and maybe you're tired it's just a little bit easier than like yeah. rewriting it yourself um you know there's a little bit of latency when you do that um so we're still evaluating but some customers, again, really like it. It really works for them in their business. And we expect that latency will go down over time as these yeah. models you know, get better and better. So that's, that's text rephrasing. 
those, those are sort of the the the, the kind of the, the first features that we um we we kind of we've we've gone after uh, in the composer. Now the the bigger ticket stuff uh, comes yeah. next, and we we we're starting to investigate sort of the the things that are potentially more game changing. And one thing we're trying to do that is what we call the expand feature. Yeah. And the expand feature we've had in beta is you know we we were inspired by things like Copilot for yeah. programmers. So we we use Copilot here. And um, you know, in Copilot, maybe you can write a comment, and then it like yeah. fills out the full function, mm -hmm. and it just saves you a bunch of time. And we were like, "Oh, can we build something that's a little bit like that for customer support?" So you know, um, the idea is that you maybe you write like a short, like few word summary of what mm -hmm. you want, and then um, highlight that, say expand, and 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 you, you your composer fills out. Now you know, uh, we've done this, we've shipped it, and um, you know. Customers clearly see that this is valuable and not a toy if it works, mm -hmm. but it works much better in some domains than others. If you're answering questions that you know generic information from the internet would do a good job, of like buying. how to reset your phone or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then it, it works very well for that. However, if you're trying to like you know do something where you know you're writing a shorthand and actually there's a lot of context specific to your business about yeah. how you answer this type of question then it will hallucinate mm -hmm. sometimes and it will say something you need to edit out. Um, and, you know, still some customers really like it. It uh, works really well for them. But uh, we really think that that's sort of like a version one. If you're using this, this yeah. is sort of like you're being an early adopter. You need to check. You need to see how well it works for you and your business. Mm -hmm. However, um, we're, you know, we have a, a project that's constantly evaluating new things for that, where it's like, hey, can we take the previous replies that you've given on the same topic. So you give us like three words mm -hmm. summary of what you want to do, like refund customer tanks. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll go and we'll find like the last five things you said about refund. We'll also mm -hmm. go and we'll see if maybe you've got a macro about mm -hmm. refund. We'll also look at the, the context in the conversation right yeah. beforehand. If there's anything to help center, all that sort of stuff. It, like, exactly. Yeah. We, we, don't, we, don't, we haven't gone quite as far as like pulling yeah. in articles and stuff yeah. from the help center there. We just sort of looked at like, what did the user say? What yeah. did you say two turns ago? And we put them all into um, a prompt that will yeah. then go and say, okay, now with all of this information mm -hmm. model, please go and take that like three word shorthand and like, you know, anti-summarize it, like turn it yeah, into yeah, like totally. a big thing. So it'll take like, sorry, here's a refund tanks into like, we really apologize for the inconvenience. Uh, we've issued a refund you should see in three to four days. Yes. And we regret for this and hope to see you again. In the style that you yeah. usually use, yeah, you yeah. personally, the individual yeah. agent, yeah. and you know, taking in any relevant macros that you have as well. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's that's really where we're at. And that, that last piece, that's not in production yet. The mm -hmm. V1's in production. The V1 has been used uh, by, by those hundreds of, of beta customers. But, uh, but really what we're experimenting with is, can we get over the hump? Can we start to make something like that's really transformative there by getting that context in? Yeah. And um, you know th th that's still ongoing. I would say we're optimistic, but not certain yet. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so very excited, Super, you know, fast moving. This is changing like week by week for us. Mm -hmm. So we're very excited about that. And that's the expand feature yeah, yeah. Um, again, version one at the moment, but we can we can see like the version yeah. two, version three coming down yeah, the line. Yeah. So yeah, the last feature that we've sort of experimented with in our beta is uh, just giving our customers direct access to GPT. So like no prompt, not telling the model anything, but just saying, hey, put whatever you want in there. Yeah. And we really did that as sort of like a fast moving beta experiment. And yeah. um, we didn't give our customers in beta much 
guidance about how to use that and then you know we confused some of them and it didn't go so well but some customers found sort of like novel use cases including like translation um, mm -hmm. where like it was delivering real value to them now these models are not the best at translation but maybe yeah. that's it's an interesting sort of AI product development tactic there yeah. which is like hey if you've got like beta customers maybe give them a little bit more power than you might expect and like they'll tell you yeah. what they need see what's emergent see yeah. what's emerging see what's expected even yeah. exactly yeah. exactly and expectations I think are, are going to change yeah. fast in this and so yeah so that's um you know maybe that tells us that like we need a translation there because there's very well understood translation yeah. models out there so it seems like all these features uh, you're saying are live with 160 or so people mm. they're all like efficiency maximizers for support teams like they reduce a lot of like the undifferentiated whether it's like the boilerplate intros and outros or whether it's like the, the you know like just rewriting something that you might not have the energy to do to make it yeah. like you know happier or more formal or whatever like they're all different ways to like save support like frontline support agents a lot of time yeah ultimately giving them more time to focus on the, the harder bits of the conversation which are like the technical lookups or the deep dives or whatever um do you think like is that where is that where this will be best deployed? Is that just our best thinking so far? When you think about where else can we roll uh, this sort of GPT cell technology across the support experience, what else are you thinking about? So, so you know, obviously the you know uh, we have a lot of support reps. Our, our larger customers have a lot of support reps who just spend day in day out in the composer. And so, mm -hmm. if we can make them faster and more efficient, you know. 10% efficiency gain, 20% efficiency gain. Of course, it, uh, yeah. It's absolutely huge. We have customers with like thousands of seats, so like it's it, it, genuinely Exactly, game-changing. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that's an area that we've been very attracted to. And, and also, like, this tech is just getting better and better. It, it, it's not the only place, um, but we're, we're really bullish about that. We sort of think that, you know, and again, some of our customers very nicely, like, will, will share videos with us of their actual day-to-day. And like you can just see, like there often is this workflow where it's like, hey, trying to answer a question, and like oh, I don't know the answer. I need to go look up an internal help desk article or find a similar conversation and, and navigating around. And if we can like short circuit that to the point where it's like, hey, you know, here's the AI. It's uh, maybe you give it like a few words, or maybe we get beyond that. We we have like, uh, like other prototypes I'll talk about in a few minutes. Where like maybe we can get beyond that, where the the answer is just there waiting for you. Maybe yeah. it's got a source beside it, and suddenly that sort of like five minutes uh, going hunting for the answer mm -hmm. uh, turns into instantaneous. Yeah. And like that's where this starts to get really game changing. I think yeah. that, that's where we're going pretty pretty soon. Yeah, that, that makes that makes sense. I think like small gains on large teams are still massive. Yeah. And then obviously like large gains in any particular workflow, like the summarization thing, is also massive as well. So I think you know it's easy to look at these things as. Like I think some people have this weird uh, uh, binary world where, like, until we've automated all of support, we haven't done anything. I just, I, 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 my personal take is I don't think we'll ever actually automate all of support. But what I think we will do is be able, is like literally gut the undifferentiated part of support, yeah. the pointy, clicky, like uh, intro-y, outro-y stuff that where you're doing the same thing every day. You and, know? and hopefully you'll get rid of the frustrating parts. Yeah, like yeah. You're navigating yeah. around, you're trying to search, and you're like, you know, the answer's in here somewhere. You know, yeah. you've answered this question five times yeah. last month, and you can't find it. And um, yeah, so we 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 have, we have one other feature that was live in beta. I should tell you about before we kind of start talking about exactly like you know what the trajectory yeah. is or yeah. here over the next while. So the, the, the last feature that we've had in beta has been um, an articles-based uh, um, expander. And this, this is something that we're seeing, you know, a lot of the top, you know, it's, it, this is almost a, becoming a standard feature. I think very rapidly, mm -hmm. um, anywhere you're writing like a text article, it's going to become standard that you want the ability to like 
call yeah. out to like a large language model and say, hey, help expand. me complete this, expand yeah. this, you know, here are my bullet points. And so we shipped that in our beta for yeah. the Intercom Articles product. Um, and, you know, again, still early. All of this stuff is early. Every, everyone's feature set here is yeah. early. It's been yeah. six weeks, eight weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, but, uh, but sometimes it's magical. Sometimes you can go and you can just write like four or five bullet points to describe the contents of an article. And then, you know, in the prompt, we give it the, the standard format of like an intercom article. So it knows how to go and like put those in the, the kind of, you know, the, the headings and so on. And it's just, it's magical when it works and, you know, how often it works and how, how well it works for people without, you still need to check the content. It can put stuff in there. But uh, we, we think there's ways to like get that down and down. And we think the, the, these features are crossing the threshold of like usefulness yeah. uh, much faster than honestly I, I would have anticipated. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so we're, we're experimenting with that. We've got, uh, got that out as well. So then maybe further yeah. afield then, mm. um, what's your take on the trajectory of all this? Like so, where to from here? Right. So those are the things that we've had in beta um, and that we've had like hundreds of customers using and we've got like real signal and customer value. Um, I'll, I'll literally tell you about like exactly where we are now uh, in production uh, with machine learning. As of the 27th of January or whatever. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. So just in the last uh, day or two, um, we have um, a feature that our own internal CS team is using, mm -hmm. which is, um, you know, in the past we have, we have a smart replies feature yeah. where, you know, it will mine your common greetings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, th these are the things that they don't have information. They're not answering the user's question, but, um, but they're just sort of like, you know, oiling the wheels, like making it like fast and snappy and easy to say like, oh, thanks, you're welcome. Is there anything else I can do? And, um, and this tech is, uh, is, is, is wonderful for that sort of thing. The mm -hmm. Linguists call them phatic expressions. Okay. And so it's wonderful for that sort of like that phatic non-information carrying expression. So just in the last few days, we've shipped um, a version of that to our intercom CS team yeah. where they just see like this, this grayed out text pre-filled in the composer, yeah. but like relevant to the specific conversation. So, you know, if, yeah, yeah. if they previously said, hi, can I help you? And yeah. the user said, oh yes, I want some, you know, help with the articles product. It would then suggest like, oh yes, let me look up the articles product yeah. for you. Right. It won't look it up for you yet, yeah. but it will do that. And we think, uh, you know, we were, we're like, you know, three, four days ago, we were like, okay, we're gonna ship this internally. We're not sure if it's gonna get annoying. People mm -hmm. will get blind to it because, uh, you know, they see it often and it's only helping for a subset. And we're always really cautious about that. But so far, the internal response from our CS team has been great. And so yeah. we, we intend to keep working on that. Maybe we need to like put another system that like limits how often yeah. it shows. So that's one thing we're working on. And, um, and then um, I mentioned earlier, the sort of the expand piece yeah. we're working on, hey, can we do that even without the um without the kind of the shorthand yeah. can we just figure out okay this is what we think you're about to type next yeah and um, based on the, what the users just said yeah. um and like we'll go and we'll look in your knowledge base we'll try to find relevant context then we'll give that to the model the, the model itself isn't good enough to do this it doesn't know yeah. your business yeah but maybe we can like Augmented use a, or augment it. use a combination of more traditional machine learning text yeah. with the model and, and get something that's good enough. And we have prototypes, we're working on this. We haven't shipped them to our customers yet, um, even in any beta form, because we're still evaluating whether you know that's good enough to be transformative or whether it gets boring and annoying. And mm -hmm. you know, where that threshold is is uh, 
is not clear. And so, you know, we're a little bit more bullish about the expand style thing where you, you have to yeah. prompt it because then the user can learn yeah. when to do that. They can learn how to query it. We all had to learn how to use Google and we expect mm -hmm. users will get much better at dealing with these systems too. So th that's roughly where we are. We're, we're moving fast and we're shipping things quickly to customers to really check and get real value here. Uh, we're, we're trying to be careful to avoid falling into like the hype trap. We yeah. believe in these things and we believe there's huge potential here, but, um, but it's too easy to just stick a, a landing page up and say, get it here, it'll answer everything. And that, that, yeah. that's, that's not good. People will just go blind and they'll turn off. I, so. I think you just damage your customer reputation, your reputation with your customers if you say like this thing does something and it just clearly doesn't, but you, you did it for clicks or whatever. Right. Um, like the real, like it feels like the real product everyone's waiting for in this space is like the end user facing bot that answers most questions correctly all the time, or whatever. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Like yeah, so weeks, I'll, months, days. <laughs> um. So obviously, you know, that's a huge area for everyone. It's a huge area for us. You know, I wouldn't underestimate the composer too because. Some portion of questions will always flow over to the composer. Yeah. They require, you know, a refund, and someone will exploit the machine learning mm -hmm. system. And you know, you need human judgment on that. Um, and we want to make, you know, if we can re reduce that time for those, that's huge. But yeah, absolutely. The, the, you know, one of the huge sort of prizes in this area is can we take the the conversational understanding experience that a lot of us have seen with like ChatGPT, and can we make it work for like your individual business? but avoid hallucinations and you know uh, there's a lot of people investigating that we're investigating that too mm -hmm. um we have prototypes that are you know interesting and promising um but uh we don't yet know for certain whether we've crossed that threshold yet mm -hmm. of like you know hallucinations are rare enough that this is is worth doing and is valuable um, we, we have, we're starting to see some opinions crystallize on that internally, but uh, we're not really just ready to share uh, where we're at with that quite yet. Totally fair. Well, I guess we'll check in again in six more weeks or so. It's been very fast moving time. And like, look, this is a, it's a very exciting field to work in. Uh, customer expectations are very high. Everyone has seen this and everyone's like, that chat GPT is really good. If, if I could get tech like that to you know, help yeah. my customer support, that's huge. Um, it, ChatGPT isn't going to do it off the shelf. It doesn't know your yeah. business. You can't really fine-tune it today. Even if you could fine-tune it on your specific yeah. business, it probably wouldn't do it. So we need to find clever techniques. And I think companies like Intercom are, are well-positioned to, to try and do that. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of interesting tech out there, a lot of interesting large language models. Um, GPT, you mentioned Entropic earlier, and uh, really excited to see all the innovation in this space. And uh, hopefully sometime soon uh, we'll have more to say. Yeah. Cool. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.